Hobson Shaw 8, Return of the Vin Diesel, now in theaters. Hello, welcome to the uh, Coomcast. Just kidding. Welcome to the Roll Credits podcast. With Krusty Bottle and Poopoo Nekasaurus. Fast and Furious 13, Rise of the Butthole. Can you hear me? I think your mic's disconnected. Oh, I fucking muted myself. What a beginning to a fucking podcast. Well, this is the Roll Credits Podcast. Uh, I'm Poopoo Butthole Stinky Man. And you are, what? what's your name again? I, I thought I was Krusty Bottle. I was going to name myself something else, but I thought that would be offensive. All right, let's go ahead and get into the intro real quick. We'll, we'll do all the, the bullshit, I guess. We'll save that for the uh, discussion and the uh, movie draft. Um... You can follow us at uh, my my ats are Florence underscore hyphen and your ats are this is the part where you say that virtual menu. I'll have to put that. You have to spell that out because I don't know if anyone knows how to spell that. Uh, spell out virtuals. Spell main and then yu. Simple. Sure. Simple. Cuck. Yeah. It's easy. Cuck. Yeah. 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 All right. So. Uh, Did you stop you, yelling at me? If you hear, <laughs> if you hear uh, dogs barking and shit in the back, it is my dogs as normal. Um, just got the weenie hut dog from uh, the gamma because she was watching him while um, I was working this weekend. So, hmm. oh, Yahoo! Um, all right, so we both watched a movie, uh, one that you thought sucked massive cock, and one that I thought was really good. I didn't say sucked massive cock. <laughs> It's called, um, what's it called again? Uh, Promising Young Woman. Okay, lit. So, uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, this movie's so good. What is it called? I'm joking, but I, uh, I rented this movie on VOD and, uh, it was like $8 or some shit. Cause I wanted to watch it cause it had some kind of conversation around it. So I watched it and I was like, damn, that was a good movie. And then for the next, like, three days, I couldn't stop fucking thinking about this movie. So then I went and I bought the Blu-ray, and I sent the digital copy over to a uh, confusing Instagram name man over here. And uh, watched it again and fell in love with it. And then uh, I have since watched it yet again and love it even more. Um, I think this is the best movie that came out in 2020. What are your thoughts? Because they are drastically different from mine. Oh, boy. Uh... I feel like I would like to like this movie, but there. I think I think in my opinion, if they would have changed literally one fucking specific detail of the movie, then I would have considered it satire. In your opinion, or yeah. I would have uh, I would have felt like it would it would have been satire for me. I don't know if because <clears throat> I can't even say this without doing a spoiler alert. You want me to? I don't think you can talk about this movie. 
I don't think you can talk about this movie at all without going into spoilers. Um, so real quick, what would you give it out of five? Because there's no way to talk about this movie without talking spoilers. I think I don't. I'm pretty sure I gave it a two and a half. Okay, I would give it a five. <laughs> so drastically different scores. This is pretty much the first time this has happened. True. You have uh, ten seconds. We'll get, we'll do the classic ten second countdown, and after that, um, it's it's spoiler time. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Quick touching your dick. You only have four more seconds. Seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten. Uh, All right, now we're wait. in the spoiler mode. All right. Wait. So I gotta write this down so that way I can timestamp it. Oh, exactly at the five minute mark. Okay. So um, what? Let, let's talk spoilers. What did you not like? What was the one thing that that made it not work for you? Okay. That it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't one thing, but the one main thing that I think could have changed my opinion was the ending. If they had. What occurs in the ending? So we should we should let we should re- recap people or tell them if they don't give a fuck. And yeah, we're gonna spoil this whole fucking movie. So, um, again, you know, it's it, we gave you ten second warning, but it really has turned into more of a minute warning. Um, quit touching your dick. You can click off. Uh, what you not? What was? What happens in the ending? Recap the ending of. Actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and just recap the film. Oh, just the entire film. Yes. So she starts off fucking acting drunk in a bar. Um, mm-hmm. gets taken home by this nice, uh, quotation nice dude. Nice guy. Quotation. Nice guy. Yep. Everyone and, knows the type of nice guys that they're talking about. And then he's like... <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get deep in there like swimwear. Now, what's interesting before that, though, is that, you know, he, he has a group of friends that are basically... Um, kind of taunting him into like, well, you know, you can't get her, but it, you know, and uh, they're talk. They know that they know that she's fucked up. Wait, wait, wait! Can you hear me good? Yeah, you sound good. Okay, do- all right. I'm just not gonna f- fucking touch the volume. I think okay. I fucked up the volume when I was making out with my microphone. Yeah, I mean that was some good content though. Anyways, she- he's trying to like eat her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he basically is like going to rape her, um, and then she's she's fucking like she's like gotcha, bitch. Yeah, she wakes up. She is acting. She is pretending to be inebriated, for lack of better term, and uh, then she begins to give him kind of a lecture and scare him mm-hmm. into not doing it again. Um, which, based on all the marketing material, they make it seem like she's going to murder these people. Yeah. Um, there's a reason why I like that she doesn't, 
we'll get into that because I know that your one of your things is that you don't like that it's basically just a lecture and there's not really any real consequences. Sure. Um. We'll, we'll continue kind of recapping the story, and I guess we'll get to that later. Maybe we won't because it won't be important enough. But um, so then that happens. You know, she humiliates him, and then there's just kind of a sequence of events of her humiliating even more men. Um, there's a really really funny sequence with Christopher Mintz Plassey, who people might know from I would Superbad. Agree that was pretty funny as McLovin and uh, the motherfucker in Kick Ass slash Red Mist. Um. So these sequences keep happening. I mean, the movie is a black comedy. It is in the same vein of an I, Tanya. Um, and, and the pacing is very similar to that of Baby Driver. And the reason why I say that is because um, there is a kind of romance side plot that is happening where uh, Bo Burnham's character, I think his character's name is Ryan or something. Uh, sounds right. Just what it- yeah, goes to a coffee goes to a coffee shop that she works at. Um, she still lives with her parents and stuff, so that's worth noting. Um, and then they start to get into a relationship. Um, in the process of that, uh, she's still continuing to do these sort of things um, and kind of you know continue on insulting men and doing all that sort of shit. Um, and you know, I think to varying degrees of success and etc. And then um, he kind of mentions uh, the that you know she was in this nursing class or I guess this medical school, and she was like top of the class with one of her friends, and you figure out that um, her friend was raped and then later on went to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why she does a lot of this shit. Um, well, not kind of. That's exactly why. And so then the plot continues and she um, figures out that he still knows some of the people that were involved with the rape and tries to go after them one by one and kind of, you know, to varying degrees of success. And then Alison Bree's character uh, is, is really fucking blackmailed, like probably the most fucked thing she does in the entire movie. Yeah. Um, and and because there is a there's a weird degree of of vigilantism here where certain people get it way worse than others, and then others not so much. Um, and and I think that that element of it is a bit realistic because even if someone's a good person, they may have really fucked you over, and so then your perspective of them is a little skewed. You know what I mean? So. That's true. Um, and the movie does toy around with realism and stuff. It's it's more of a fantasy than anything else, um, based on just the colors and the exaggerated look of things, and even the casting. A lot of people are just playing exaggerated versions of themselves. Um, like Christopher Mansplassi, whenever he shows up, he reminds me a lot of Michael Sarah's character, and this is the end. Um, so anyway, that happens, and then eventually, you know, there's more relationship stuff. Um, she is. Uh, in a bar, um, attempting to you know get another man to come home with her, who thinks that she's inebriated, and then she comes across Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham's character, and then he thinks that she is cheating on him because he yeah because she hasn't been answering any of his texts or anything when he's been going after she's been going after all these people, and then um, Allison Bree's character shows up again and gives her a videotape of the rape, and then she figures out that Bo Burnham's character 
was involved and is in the video basically laughing at the events that occur. Um, they don't show the video, but you see her reaction, and then, you know, she proceeds to go to a myriad of other people. Then, eventually, she finds out, um, she blackmails the Bo Burnham character into figuring out where the, um, the rapist of her friend, um, where their, and her friend has killed herself at this point. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's... They reveal, they kind of drip feed the details yeah. of what all happened slowly. Um, but yeah, so she was raped and then uh, proceeded to kill herself. Um, and then obviously that Carrie Mulligan, Carrie Mulligan's character drops out of school, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then uh, the movie uh, continues where she shows up in a nurse outfit and basically um, pretends to be a stripper slash prostitute for this bachelor uh, party, gets the rapist up to the... Uh, I guess one of the rooms upstairs in this kind of cabin that they're staring, they're staying in. And then, um, she is going to carve the name of, um, her friend onto his chest. Yes. Nina. Um, and then the movie takes a radical left turn. Um, would you care to describe this part of it? So she thinks she's fucking over this dude by uh, marking her, her friend's name in him. Right when she goes to do it, he fucking breaks out of the cuffs, uh, like knocks her to the side and just puts a pillow on top of her head and then sits on top of her head for two minutes until she dies. Yeah, the scene goes on for, I mean, it feels like 10 minutes. It's, like, excruciatingly long. Um, yeah, and I think that that's the part where people... <laughs> you said, yeah. That will be the part where people will 50-50 on it because that character dies, and then uh, one of his friends um, comes into the room and is like, wow, you really fucked the shit out of her. And the comedy is still happening. Like, it is still a black comedy. Um, and then we're from the perspective of the rapist and his friend. And that's the next 30 minutes of the movie. And they proceed to get the body out of there and burn the body and try to hide the evidence. And the cops come and visit. And um, Bo Burnham's character is visited by the police. And then we go to the wedding. And um, one of the characters that Carrie Mulligan's, uh, you know, character comes across is the, um, I guess, the lawyer for the rapist character um, who got him basically bailed out. And he feels like shit about it. And she was going to have him murdered by like a hitman, but decides not to because he, you know, clearly is is fucked up right. from it and, you know, decides to basically quit his job in law. And, I'm, you know, you see that her character kind of feels the same way. Um, they kind of, you know, about how she had to leave medical school as he did with, you know, being an attorney. And um, so then it is revealed as police cars begin to show up to the wedding um, that she had dropped some kind of details about, you know, where she would be and where the body would probably be and what her plan was and all that. Um, and so then they arrest her or they arrest uh, the, the, I guess, 
husband to be and the rapist and then the movie ends with kind of like a winking text message um disappointing i guess We'll go into the pros and we'll go into the cons. Um, I guess the pros of the film, as far as on on both of our perspectives, is the costume design. Because um, the film has a very bright color scheme. I think the casting is really solid. I think you would agree with me. That um, the characters who show up and the actors who play those characters are, are solid. Sure. Um, and uh, I like the script. You, not so much. Um and obviously Carrie Mulligan's main performance and some of the cinematography and the production design is really solid. Um, I know the problem for you is the direction Mm -hmm. because the film jumps between being very serious and comedy pretty much seamlessly. Um, But whenever you're tackling topics like rape and (laughs) fucking murder, um, it becomes a bit difficult to jump between the two. Um, so go ahead and get into your kind of, I guess, issues with it as far as from, you know, your perspective on it. So the main thing, I guess, is just if it had ended differently, maybe I would have felt different just because, you know, I can, I can kind of see where you're coming from on the satire part but i i think i think for me yeah i think this i think i think this film is a massive satire on those types of characters on the nice guy on the comedic best friend on kind of the girl boss character um i i go ahead because i i definitely cut you off um, I think what really just threw me off was that they thought they thought they really got the guys back at the end, and it didn't feel like that at all. It just after she died, it was just like it nothing she could have. The point of her doing that was yes. Was yes, to get maybe, back at him was the ultimate fuck maybe you. to get revenge, yes, but like the movie plays it to where she she could have actually like she was living normal for a while and then got fucked up by finding out about the video and then maybe she could have gone back Yeah, I think I think she it's could also- have gone back to something, but it's it's difficult to compartmentalize like the very fantasy aspect of this movie because like realistically if if a woman did this to a man like if they're already pretty much okay with raping someone they're still probably going to follow through mm-hmm. with the rape the fact that you woke up and are now lecturing them probably isn't really going to do anything so like they're definitely playing with a world of fantasy, let alone in the outfits and, and the way that, you know, that coffee right. shop's designed and stuff like that. But, like, it's hard to it's hard to compartmentalize the real fact that, like, a lot of these dudes, like a Brock Turner or whatever, when they do anything to a minority or face any sort of severe crimes, the sentences just aren't long. They just don't, they don't weigh what occurred. You know what I mean? So... 
and and the movie's title references the Brock Turner case where you know the judge or one of the attorneys I forget um, you know referenced him as a promising young man mm-hmm. um, and you know Brock Turner's a dude who did like six months for raping a woman behind a dumpster because of his you know college right. ambitions. So this sort I mean this sort of shit happens all the time. It's not like I mean it's definitely playing in in a world that is real. I mean there's a lot of men who are sexual predators and disgustingly so. But like I, I think that really if the movie will work for you if you can if you can easily jump between the comedy and the tone because the tone is is jostled. And I think that for some people that will work and for some people it will feel completely directionless and they don't know what to feel in what moment. Um, and then for others, it'll work perfectly fine. And I think that depends also, like, if you are a sexual assault survivor, like, you might, there's certain people that I know that have seen this movie that are and think the movie, bless you, think the movie, <laughs> think, <laughs> Jesus. There's certain people that have seen the movie and think that, like, and are in that certain circumstance and think the movie's brilliant and there's other people who don't. And I think that this is probably the most divisive movie of the year. I mean, it's nominated for Best Picture. It has five Academy Award nominations. I don't know that in a year that was actually stacked. I mean, 2020 was a weird fucking year for movies. And I don't know that in any other year it would be competing. Um, But I think it's interesting to have a movie that's so divisive. I think the movie will become a cult classic over time, but I don't know where the conversation lands on people thinking if it's really good or bad. I think it has like a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes or something, but obviously that's not necessarily yeah. respective of the actual conversation and the way the conversation is going to skew. So, um, is there anything else you really want to say well, about I it? Or, get to say, like, I mean, again, you, you were kind of mid on it and I, I was, and I liked say, it like, a lot. If they would have, they would have ended the movie where she just died and then they the dudes went on with their lives that it, i probably would have been i probably would have rated like five out of five for being a fucking satire yeah for it being like okay but actually this yeah, is how if they, if they didn't have any like and i guess in the end they really they really most likely besides the main guy they the other guys most likely did not um face a ton of like jail time but it felt like such a like a such a diet revenge it wasn't it wasn't what it it, it was either it was either she she got her revenge she fucked it wasn't up, satisfying or she just fucking died and the and then they're they're not they're like not affected at all and it's just it's like oh okay So the ending yeah, wasn't I think satisfying. That's what really messed me up. Yeah. It's definitely a movie that doesn't leave you despite the fact that they get arrested and all that, like it doesn't leave you on like a good note. Cause there's a lot of shit that just doesn't But I, I kind of like that. Like I kinda of like that stark that stark difference. Um do you think this movie is going to win any Academy Awards at all? Um, it's possible. I think the only one it has. I think the only one it has a chance on is the Carrie Mulligan one. 
I think everything else it has no shot. Yeah, I I think Kerry Mulligan will be the one to get something if anything. Yeah. All right, I think that does it for uh, promising young woman as far as that conversation. Uh, you gave it a what two point mm-hmm. two point five out of five. Okay, and then I'm I still haven't written my review on Letterbox, but I think I'm I'm leaning towards a five. Either a 4.5 or a 5, because there's definitely problems that I have with it. Um, I mean, I like the script. I like the direction of it. But there definitely is kind of an awkward three minutes where whenever she's murdered and then the dude comes upstairs and is making jokes about yeah. her being, you know, dead. What the fuck? You're kind of like, I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh at this or if, like, this is... Because I was like, I, I didn't laugh at any of those jokes, but I don't know that they were supposed to be. You know what I mean? Because I feel like those are things that those people would say based on the universe that they built for it. But I, I, yeah, I think that the direction of it is is really kind of the thing that's a little bit lost on that. But then again, whenever you're, you're tackling a subject matter that's as difficult as that, I mean, it should be difficult. Right. So, um. I don't know. I think it's probably my favorite film that released in 2020. Obviously, I hadn't seen it until 2021 um, just because of the availability for a lot of these movies being pretty difficult to find and figure out where the fuck you're supposed to even watch them. But um, yeah, I like it. I would still like to see Judas and the Black Messiah probably walk away with some of those, with more of those Academy Awards because I like Judas more. But um, as, as far as 2020 films i think i think i wouldn't be sad to see like i i would like to see karen mulligan walk away with it but that's also because i think the time is due and she just i would be upset if she never won an academy award so um because i think she's kind of one of the better talents from that kind of ryan gosling slash um amy adams era of actors so um yeah, I mean, that's the conversation on that. Would you recommend people still check it out and um, see if they like it or no? Because I think I think this movie is a movie that people either just not like or they'll, or they'll really love, and there's really no in-between. I, I would say people that... I, I can't even... I don't even know. Kind of like... What does this... Pan, what does this... Get it? Rent, rent yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you can rent it. Rent it whenever. Yeah, just rent it rent on digital it, and see if you like it. it. Um, feel bad about it. Feel okay about it. Feel good about it. <laughs> Are you upset that we've talked Fuck this you. much about this movie? <laughs> okay. All right. We're gonna go into the movie draft. So, um. If you've listened to the previous episode, you will know how this works. If you have not, I I will briefly recap um, how this... Oh, okay. Sweet. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about Social Network real quick. Briefly. You fucking sat there and lectured me on on why I should give it a 5 out of 5. Yeah, Social Network, uh, the either fifth or sixth greatest film of all time. I don't remember where I put it, but just absolutely goaded. It's so hard to 
It's so hard to separate fucking that movie from from just real life. But like, <clears throat> I see the point that you're that you made to me that it kind of predicted the way people looked at Zuckerberg and everything. So I guess I eventually agreed that one. That one I can. You gave it a five. I'll give you a win on that one. A dub and a a dub. So an L for promising young woman and a dub for social network. (laughs) So we're we're still equal in the column. I still have more resounding W's than L's. So we're still we're still well above water at this point, like fucking Howard Hughes in a jet, bro. We're, we're fucking barreling out of here. All right, now let's get in the movie draft, because there's. Uh, if you've seen Social Network, you know. If, if you know, you fucking know. I mean, it's... I don't even know how many times I've already mentioned this fucking movie on the, uh, on the pod. It's been quite a bit. I mean, it's I've, I've mentioned it probably a thousand times. All right, so the movie draft. Um, this is the way that it works. Since AJ drafted uh, first the last time that we did this, I will be drafting first the next time. So whenever we do even years, uh, it'll be me, and then whenever we do odd years, it'll be AJ. Um, you can pick any category off the rip, but you must fill out the categories. Any film that released in the United States in 2018 is viable but it must have had at least a theatrical release in some way or been available on streaming. Basically, regardless of distance or whatever, even if the film only opened up in, like, let's say, San Francisco and New York, if the film opened up and any person could have drove to those theaters and gotten a ticket, it still counts. Um, same as last time, you know. Um, and all the, a couple films from 2018 that I'll list off are eligible. The categories this time are the same as last. So there is drama, indie, which is under $20 million, blockbuster, which is over $100 million, comedy slash horror, Academy Award, meaning the movie just has to have been nominated for an Academy Award. It does not necessarily have to win, but it has to have been nominated. Action slash sequel, documentary slash sci-fi, animated slash foreign, and wild card. Um, all of those slashes are you can take either or. So obviously an animated slash foreign, you could take a foreign film or an animated film. For example, on the last one, um, I believe yeah. that you took Parasite and I ended up taking, um, I forget, but Toy Story 4, for example, oh, would have been yeah, eligible within the same category. Um, also noting, give me one second because I, I want to go through this real quick so that there's no confusion. Also noting that just because, let's say, I pick drama first, which isn't going to happen, by the way, but if I pick drama, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that he has to pick drama next. He can pick indie, blockbuster, any of the ones, as long as they're filled out. But once you fill out a category, that category is full. There are films that fit into multiple categories. So, for instance, like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse would fit into Academy Award, Animated, Wildcard, Blockbuster... You could put it in any of those. So it's smarter a lot of the time to pick films that only fit into one category or films that maybe perhaps there's a weak year for sci-fi or documentary, just like last time. So I picked High Life because I didn't want him to have 
options as far as sci-fi goes. Oh, um, uh, what was the thing that you were going to say? Toy Story and uh, so one of my one of my friends used to work at a movie theater. Uh, I'm doing this so I don't dox him, but anyways, mm-hmm. at, at this movie theater and he, he <laughs> theater posters like he gave me theater posters, and I got I got two Sin City theater posters, uh, a Corpse Bride poster. Um, and then the big shit that you reminded me of is I'm pretty sure you want, you'll want these. I'm pretty sure. I think two Toy Story three posters. If you want them. Hmm. I'll take probably one of them. I don't have any art hanging on my wall at all. It looks like a fucking prison cell. So... There's an ambiance in this room that, you know, I think it's probably more depressing if I'd only have one yeah. poster up, you know, especially if it's a fucking Toy Story poster. I'm going to go ahead and read off some of the films that go ahead and count. I'm not going to read off everything that I've sent, you know, or but just some of the kind of heavy hitters and some of the big ones that people will know off the top of their head. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. I would be surprised if either of us picked that. Um, First Man, Annihilation, Hereditary, Sicario 2, Deadpool 2, Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Verse, um, Black Panther, Game Night, Isle of Dogs, You Were Never Really Here, First Reformed, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Ant-Man and the Wasp, A Simple Favor, Venom, which sucks dick, but whatever, Suspiria, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Widows, The Favorite, um, If Beale Street Could Talk, Vice, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, which I don't like, but A, to each their own. Um, there's just a lot here. Um, Black Klansman, some other movies here and there. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and do the first pick. Um, and for the first pick, I will be doing animated slash... Do you? Hmm, do I want to do animated slash foreign? Do I feel lucky? You know what? I do feel lucky. I'm going to do animated slash foreign and I'm going to do burning. Um, this is my favorite film from that year. I love this fucking movie. Um, yeah, my favorite film of the year that it came out, maybe my favorite foreign film of all time. Um, just an elite level thriller. Um, so I will be taking that in the animated slash foreign category. Now it is your turn. Go ahead and select a film. I have a pretty big feeling of what you're going to pick, but give this on, um, uh, give this on notes or something. Selection. Okay. I'm writing down some little um, notes and so, stuff here and there. So I have kind of like a graph that I'm feeling. Holy shit! Yeah, maybe I don't know if you know if I was gonna pick this, but um, yeah, I'll probably do. Uh... Fuck! Would that even be a comedy? I Comedy slash horror. Would... Could I put fucking Ballad of Buster Scruggs into drama? Okay. Yes. Okay. Because you could put I'm it in drama. Do. You could yep. also put it into Academy Award. So you're gonna take Buster Scruggs? Okay. Well, that's not what you thought I was. That's going not to what take. I thought you were gonna take, but 
I'm not shocked. No, I'm 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 actually kind of shocked that you didn't take something else, which um, is a good thing because that oh, means that it oh, opens it up oh. for me. So, damn it. God um, damn it. Yeah, you already know. I don't even see it. You already know that I'm no! going to take um, Hereditary. I'm going God, to take Hereditary damn. in the comedy slash horror category. <laughs> um, already starting out with massive mistakes. So that is brilliant for me. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't even need to have a conversation about this film because everyone already knows how fucking brilliant it is. So I will be taking Hereditary in comedy slash horror. I literally gave you that one for free. I took Burning instead of Hereditary because I know how much you love that film and you fucking wasted it. So, um, now it is your turn to make up for the mistake. Good luck doing that. I can't ever come back from that one. Yeah, that's a that's a, well. I, you can. There's two that I think would hurt me considerably, but whether or not you see them on the board is up to you. Which actually, you know what? That might have been a mistake on my end too, because you might have missed it, yeah. and I might have been able to hold off for a while on taking that one because Suspiria and Climax are also horror films from that year that are both really fucking solid. So, I'm gonna put. Uh, I'll put a uh, Isle of Dogs and animated slash foreign. I'm not shocked by that one bit. Um, you want to talk about that movie at all, or do you so, just want to make the selection? I guess. It's um, it's funny. It's it's a good movie, but like so far, it's my least favorite uh, Wes Anderson movie. Okay, <laughs> real strong taste for that fit, one. <laughs> I know it would fit well in that category. Jesus so. Christ. Okay. Now, I can do mm-hmm. something really cruel here. But I, I don't think I'm going to because it would genuinely make me feel fucking bad. So, I'm not going to do it. But what I will be doing is I will be taking Spider-Verse in Academy Award. Um, I'm shocked that you didn't take this in um, the animated or any of the other categories that it fits into. But I know that you like Isle of Dogs and uh, you enjoyed Spider-Verse, but True. we're not um, so big on it as I was. So um, I now it is your turn. We'll have to grab Game Night in comedy. This was not like a super... Uh, one, it wasn't like one of those films where you're like, you need to watch this, you need to watch this. You're just like... We we went to find movies and you looked at it or I looked at it and I was like, the fuck is this movie? And you're like, oh, that movie's funny. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. Yeah, it's one of the funniest movies, I think. If you if you would have taken Hereditary, that movie would have easily slotted into comedy slash horror for me. So um, pretty smart pick from you, because I like that movie a lot. So you're uh, you're beginning to recuperate ever so slightly. 
Um, hmm. There's a couple options here and an and action slash sequel. So I don't think I'm going to take that category quite yet because there's there's quite a bit there, I think. Um, <clears throat> drama I'm going to leave open because I've made the mistake of selecting drama first before. And I'm going to leave indie open as well because that was probably the biggest mistake that I made in the last one. Um, so that leaves sci-fi and documentary and blockbuster for the options that I have. And when I think blockbuster... Um, I, my mind immediately goes to Avengers Infinity War, which is the film that I will be taking. Um, I love this film. I think it's really fucking good. I think it's easily in the top five of the, um, MCU. Um, it's an Academy Award nominee as well for visual effects. Um, and I think what makes the film work is the fact that it is a Thanos origin story. It's not a film really about the Avengers. It's a film about Thanos. Um, and that's why it works, and that's why Endgame wow. doesn't. So, um, now it is your turn. I'll go ahead and recap real quick what we have. Um, I've taken Burning and Animated Slash Foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, you've taken Isle of Dogs and Animated Slash Foreign. I took Spider-Verse and Academy Award. Um, you've taken Game Night and Comedy um, Slash Horror, and I've taken Hereditary and Comedy Slash Horror. I took Avengers Infinity War in Blockbuster, and you have taken Buster Scruggs in Drama. That leaves Indie, Blockbuster, Academy Award, Action-slash-Sequel, Documentary-slash-Sci-Fi, and Wild Card open for you. That leaves Drama, Indie, Action-slash-Sequel, Documentary-slash-Sci-Fi, and Wild Card open for me. Go ahead and make your fourth selection in the draft. Natalie Portman was waiting for it. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. I can name I can name actors too. I like that movie. Tessa Thompson. Done by the dude who did Ex Machina. Very good movie. Great yes. ending. Alien Crocodile. I'm drinking root beer milk. Alright. Anything else to say about Annihilation? Uh, mm, delicious. That sounds me. fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Hmm. Whatever shall I choose? <laughs> it would be foolish of me not to close down a portion of the board. Yeah. So... I will be selecting an action slash sequel, um, Black Panther. Okay. Um, How did I? Another movie that I've kind of grown to appreciate even more. Um, I think that Killmonger's really, yeah. I think you're making all sorts of mistakes. Um, Killmonger's really, really solid as a villain. Um, I think the movie's really solid up until the third act, and then it kind of starts to lose itself. Um, but up until that point, it's really solid. And um, up until it becomes a CGI clusterfuck, just like most Marvel movies, it's really fucking good. Um, I don't know that it's aged as well as I th- it maybe had. Um, I think that movie may have aged poorly, but obviously it's an iconic film, and obviously it's 
one of the most important MCU films, and obviously it's even more important since uh, Chadwick Boseman's death. So um, maybe I'm getting a little bit more, uh, maybe a little bit of over-reliance on the Marvel Universe will kind of bite me in the ass, considering that I've already picked three Marvel movies on my um, on my draft, but Rest that's kind of what happens peace. whenever there are a shit ton of Marvel movies instead of Scorsese and Safdie brother movies. Um, Fuck. Um, your turn. Yeah, you can snipe like, a couple of these from me if you some want. Of them are... Oh, 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 mm. oh. I know what I was going to do. I was going to fucking uh, Deadpool 2 in action. That I don't I don't understand like I feel like they uh, I feel like they didn't do a bad job on this. I know people like the original more, but I feel like they just expanded upon that. It wasn't like a failure. I think it's good. I think it's I think it's uninspired. I think the I think the best stuff. I I also think the little kid in that movie is pretty fucking unbearable. Um, like that just ruins a massive yeah. amount of the movie for me. And I don't think the cable stuff is that interesting, but I could see where people would like it more. I mean, it definitely doubles down on the Deadpoolness of it all. I just think the first one's a bit more inventive. Um, but not a bad movie. Not a movie that I like. Think is 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 bad or anything. You would have. I would have never drafted it. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, to each their own. Um, oh, well, yeah, no, I, guess. I wouldn't have because I took Black Panther sure. before it. I took three Marvel movies ahead of it, so. <laughs> um. I'm going to go ahead and... Well, might as well just clear off this section of the board. I'm going to go ahead and take in documentary slash sci-fi First Man. Um, directed by Damien Chazelle, who did uh, Whiplash and La La Land. Um, and starring Ryan Gosling. I think this film's brilliant, but I think the brilliance of it is that it is not a film about sci-fi or space or anything. It's a film about a relationship and a marriage completely fundamentally breaking apart and not working. Um due to kind of the opposites attract nature and when someone's a little bit more goal oriented and just how simple that can kind of break things apart. Um, brilliant performances across the board. Obviously I think it, it won for visual effects when it came out. Um, yeah. Damien Chazelle, one of the best workers or best, one of the, one of the best directors working today. And obviously Ryan Gosling has a catalog of films that kind of speak for themselves. So um, now it is your turn. I can only pick oh. three more films. Um, I already have those kind of postmarked in my head. Um, I can pick drama, indie, and wild mark. Yes, I have these pretty much <clears> planned <throat> out. I have um, backup picks for my backup picks. Okay, so. so I have wild card, uh, Academy Award. Okay. You have wild card, blockbuster, indie, and Academy Award. Yep. fucking lost did you mute yourself uh, again or are oh. you just thinking yeah it's just there's there's not okay um <laughs> sure um let me look up the budget of this movie real quick 
<laughs> is Incredibles 2 less than 20 uh, million to make? Pretty fucking close. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. Fuck, I'll just put on my wild card. Uh, Bandersnatch. Um, I movie. I, I enjoyed having yeah. a, an interactable movie. It was very fun at the time. So. Yeah. Also, you're a big Black Mirror cinch, uh, simp, so. Um... As far as my views on this movie, the the faster that we can uh, pretend that Black Mirror is a good franchise and quit fucking pretending that it is, the better. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. I know I'm going to get some shit for saying that, too. So, you know what? You can direct all that information to... Uh, I almost said something that I definitely shouldn't have. Never mind, moving on. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, it's not like I'm not going to edit this later, but uh, maybe I won't. Um, yeah, okay, um, Fuck yeah. Indie First Reformed, um, this is the second best movie of this year, um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite A24 films, um, elite level Amanda Seyfried, uh, elite level Amanda Seyfried performance, elite level, um, Ethan Hawke performance, just absolutely fucking goaded in every way. 10 out of 10 would highly recommend. Everyone should watch this fucking movie. Um, mileage may vary on the ending, but I really don't give a fuck. I think it's brilliant. Um, very excited for Paul Schrader's next film, The Card Counter, starring uh, Oscar Isaac. I cannot fucking wait. I'm glad um, that you took that because I haven't seen it have yet. Two more so to I, pick. I wouldn't have felt okay taking it, but that I, did, I thought you were going to take something else, but I'm gonna take uh, you. In- <laughs> this is a big. You never really hear an indie. Yep, I knew exactly. What- yep. Um, Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say because it. Because that's just like I. I was looking. I'm just reading through this fucking movie list, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I? I don't under. I don't recognize these movies. What are they?" But then I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That has to be. That has to be an indie movie. That has to be." I wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm upset, and I can't hide it. This was I should have picked that for drama before before, I, before he turned. Um, take the first reformed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before he became so joke our face. Have... Yeah. Academy Award and Blockbuster. This is going to be fucking terrifying. I have drama and wild card. Oh, 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 oh. You're going to have to pick some really shitty movies, I think. But. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's not your turn, bitch, so you're going to have to wait. Uh, (laughs) um, Fuck, I, god damn it, you really fucked me up with that. Son of a bitch. All right, this is what happens from time to time. Um, can we use the term drama loosely or no? 
this is a film that has some elements of drama. You know, fuck it, at Eternity's Gate drama, um, because it is a drama, so I'm not going to do what I was thinking about doing. Um, Brilliant Willem Dafoe performance. Uh, I fucking love this movie. Um, I think it's on Amazon Prime, but I don't fucking remember. Um, Willem Dafoe plays Vincent Van Gogh. Mads Mikkelsen is also in the film, and Oscar Isaac. Holy shit, how many times are we going to mention Oscar Isaac in one fucking episode? Um, thank God no one's gonna pick Solo. Um, maybe you will, maybe you'll fucking make a mistake again. Um, yeah, just a fucking really good movie. I mean, the fucking scene when he is talking to the camera, basically, just fucking tears my heart out every goddamn time. Really good. Not as good as, um, Loving Vincent, another Vincent Van Gogh movie, I think, that came out, like, the year prior. Um, but, but still pretty fucking solid. I need, I need to have. What do you want? Bohemian Rhapsody and Academy Award. Care to explain? Care to explain? I fucking don't have any other options. I'm scraping the bottom here. I. I I want to say there are multiple options, but I just, this is the. You did because you could have picked the favorite, which is a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. I don't feel. Uh, I know you haven't seen it, but you literally could have just pretended. It's not morally correct. um, Your, your poker face has fucked you again. Well, it's not morally correct, but it's also what's going to cost you, buddy. So. Yeah, oh, in the chat. Fuck, I might end up picking solo. Bachbuster and I wild card. Shit. Yeah, you might. If you don't do some research. Um, there's some Academy Ant-Man Award movies Wasp. here. I mean, you could pick Ant Man and the Wasp. You could pick Incredibles too. If you, you pick Venom. I mean, Venom. Venom. I Halloween. I you could pick. I think Sicario Two might have made over a hundred million. I think Black. Right now, I think. I think. I think Black Klansman has. I think. Um, Creed Two. Vice did. Vice did. If you saw that, okay. but um, it doesn't fucking matter because none of those movies are what I'm gonna fucking pick. I'm picking Climax, baby. This movie's. This movie's weird as fuck. Um, French fucking weird dance horror film. Made by Gaspar Noé, starring uh, the chick who was the mummy in the Tom Cruise mummy movie. Remember that? Um, a bunch of fucking dancers decide to uh, dance, and they're doing all this shit. And then uh, someone fucking puts LSD in the fucking punch that they're drinking as they're all doing these fucking, uh, like, you know, tryouts for this dance competition or this music video or whatever. And uh, then people start fucking murdering each other and ripping their unborn babies out of wombs and doing horrific fucking shit. And uh, it is one of the most unsettling, anxiety-inducing, fucked-up movies I've ever seen. And I own it on Blu-ray, and I probably will watch it once a year on Halloween. And I fucking love it. I think it's fantastic. One of the best A24 films. 
very glad to own the Blu-ray. Gaspar Noe, you were the weird motherfucker. You made a movie in 3D where there was a 3D cum shot. So, um, a real thing, by the way. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, all my draft picks done for fucking, your turn. It, it has the shittiest category. Even though it was not, it's not even, it's not a, a great movie. It's the best out of those three for me. It's better than Solo. That's for goddamn certain. I might have taken Venom over it just because of the Eminem song and how outlandish that is. Oh my god. You could have probably won on meme content alone, but um, I really don't think it's any secret on who's going to win this one. So, I mean, you were kind of fucked from the beginning when you didn't pick Hereditary, but... um. That's okay. I'll take uh, another W. That, that's that's okay. fine. You better fucking come strong for that 2017 one, boy, because you lost like twice in a row now. I mean, yeah, I, I, so, I lost. I think you'd even admit defeat at this point. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, I would admit defeat. <laughs> um, all right, so movies that weren't selected, mid-90s, 8th grade, The Clovich Killer, Nightingale. Sicario 2, Sorry to Bother You, Black Klansman, Solo, which never was going to be picked, Incredibles 2, Searching, A Simple Favor, Venom, Beautiful Boy, Halloween 2018, Um, Suspiria, Widows, Creed 2, The Favorite, If Beale Street Could Talk, and Vice. Um, Not really upset at any of the ones that didn't get picked, other than maybe Suspiria and If Beale Street Could Talk. I have not seen Widows, although I really want to at some point, but um, I've kind of been holding off on that one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and recap the draft picks real quick. In drama, AJ has selected The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. In indie, he has selected You Were Never Really Here. In blockbuster, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. In comedy slash horror, Game Night. In Academy Award, Bohemian Rhapsody. In action slash sequel, Deadpool 2. In documentary slash sci-fi, Annihilation. In animated slash foreign Isle of Dogs and in Wildcard, um, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. Um, in drama, I selected At Eternity's Gate. In indie, I picked First Performed, Blockbuster, Avengers, Infinity War, uh, core, uh, comedy, quarter, comedy slash horror, uh, Hereditary, Academy Award, Spider Verse, Action slash Sequel, um, Black Panther, Documentary slash Sci Fi, First Man. Animated slash foreign with the first pick overall, burning and wild card climax. Um, you can go ahead and leave a comment on why I won, but I think we already know why. Um, I think. Alrighty, so. let's get into questions. Almost an hour into the pod, this is probably the most efficient podcast we've done. I feel like I've said that three or four times, but um, just kind of getting straight fucking to it. Um, did you not do, them all right. If, do you want to go ahead and read off the questions or no? Do you have them in front of you or do I need to read them? I don't think I did. Um, number one, the favorite movie that you own. This is a weird question because we I don't know. know if they're asking like actual favorite movie that I own or that you own or if it's like the favorite packaging for a film. We wanted to, we wanted to go. The Lighthouse for me, Insomnia for you. I mean, that's obvious, but.
Yeah, I have um, I have this John Cassavetes five pack. That's pretty fucking cool. It's five Criterion films, um, and it has a book that has a bunch of interviews with people about his films and filmmaking. I think all of the releases of the David Fincher movies, like Social Network and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, just like kind of the weird little packaging yeah. they come in is really cool. Um, the Dark Knight trilogy with that book about all the villains and the makeup and all that shit is really cool. Um, the Tenet 4K, just because of how fucking good it looks. Um, I think the spe- I think any Pixar film, just because they always have like the, uh, you know, the the short film that came along with the film, and then little you know extra little side movies and special features about how they made those films and stuff. Um. But I think the main one for me is probably the Batman the Animated Series because there's just so fucking much there. Um, as far as special features, I mean, it's the whole fucking thing. Um, commentary on select episodes, the way that the episodes are sequentially put in because it's by um, the date, I think, that they were animated, not the date that they were aired because a lot of the episodes aired out of order. Um... So yeah, I mean, Batman the Animated say, Series uh, is probably the best one I own, just from a pure collector that, standpoint. Uh, what about you? That I got. Um, it comes with so much shit. Like there's, there's a little package with like all the actors' nice. photos. Um, Danny DeVito, Jack Nicholson, Christopher Lloyd. Um, oh, I don't know any of those other actors. Um, then it comes with a. Uh, a little book that um, I think kind of works with it's, I think it's supposed to be similar to the criterion. It comes with this book that has like a ton of um, background information on it. And then it comes with, yeah. What? I was just going to say it comes with a, I think we can also say, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say just any. I, I God damn it! Any Criterion release is pretty much worth it. Um, I was listing some that I needed to get. It comes with uh playing cards as well that have certain pictures on that. Like it has normal, some normal playing card uh faces, but then it has the actors' faces on it. It's kind of weird, but like, it's really cool to have all these little things that come with it. Yeah, I mean, that's cool here. and all, but, like, do you have Paddington with the little book? No. So, exactly. So, Paddington with the little book. I mean, that's the mo- the, the children's book. That's obvious. Um, number two, movies that you had a wish had a Blu-ray release slash any release, basically. Um, the big one for me is Don't Look Now, which is a film starring Donald Sutherland about his uh, daughter who is, like, basically... She ends up, like, falling into a lake or ends up being murdered. Um, I don't want to give too much away. And then it's about basically him coping with it as his, as his marriage kind of falls apart and more women start to kind of fall into these lakes and shit. Um, it's a fucking brilliant movie. It's from, like, 1973. There is, like, no DVD copy or Blu-ray copy of this fucking movie. It's impossible to fucking find. And it's not on any streaming services or VOD services or fucking anything. So... Hopefully, eventually, someone like a Criterion or like an Arrow video picks up the rights to it or something and does a release for it because 
I have been dying to see this fucking movie since it was on like Showtime once. And I haven't seen it in like 10 years and I fucking love the movie. And there's scenes from it on YouTube that you can watch, but that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm dying for that one. I would love for them to do the uh, Robocop Criterion again, but just on Blu-ray. And then um, as far as Criterions that I would like, I would like I would like to see them do more modern Criterions. I think that the way that they did it last year with like um, Parasite and Marriage Story, Portrait of a, way, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and The Irishman. Um, like I think maybe picking four or five movies that were like pretty big for the year and then doing a Criterion release and kind of drip feeding those um, would be pretty cool. Because like I would love to see like a Criterion for um, Judas and the Black Messiah or Tenet or Promising Woman. I know that that probably won't happen just because of the rights and stuff like that and those movies being so popular. But um, like new Criterion. I think it would be cool to try at least try to get maybe like one or two of those a year. Um, regardless of, yeah, just like newer films. Um, cause I think that also will just kind of get people into the Criterion stuff and then, you know, the conversation around it can kind of become bigger and then it's easier to find these more obscure films. Um, what about you? Do you, is there any movies that you really wish would just get like a release or would be easier to find? <clears throat> I've had trouble finding... I think it was Toy Soldiers. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw was a big one. Oh, The Phantom of the Trouble Opera. Trouble finding Hobbs and Shaw? With, uh, Gerard Butler. <clears throat> that was... I can't fucking find it anywhere. Hmm. Any other yeah, ones? that would be really nice. I mean, I would bust a nut if they did a lighthouse criterion. So, I mean, oh, if the if the, the Blu-ray gods are listening, um, then that'd be fucking uh, the sick. jackass. I think movies. we'd both fucking splooge. Um, because they're. Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. I think they have Blu-ray releases. They're just impossible to find. Jackass three has one, but they they're like I don't out think of print. They... I, I know yeah, that I, they, I know they Jackass have. three has one for sure. But I don't know that two or I don't know that one or two ever got it. Yeah, a lot of those films from kind of like that late '90s, early 2000s era. Like I know the game has a Criterion, but it's like fucking impossible to find. So, um, I mean, yeah, again, you could always order these things through Amazon, but it's just a matter of fact of like, do I really want to do that? Mm, not really. Um. I want to go into a store and buy it like a sociopath. God damn it. Um, third Goodbye. question, Xbox or PlayStation? Or do we even need to fucking take five seconds to fucking say this? PlayStation. It's not even fucking close. Xbox had a fucking... <laughs> Xbox had a fucking brief period where, like, Halo and all that shit was popping in Xbox Live through, like, you know, 2008 to, like, 2012. But, like... That was five years, and everything else, you know. I mean, again, and also the PS3 exclusives were super solid. So, like, 
if you had a PS3, you were probably fine, despite the fact that, you know, there was no party chat and all that shit, so. Um, I mean, obviously, PlayStation for you as well, I would assume. Yeah. Um, Although Game Pass is tempting, and with the acquisition of Bethesda, it kind of makes that conversation a little bit more interesting. I mean, I hope that Xbox is actually, like, a legitimate contender, I just don't even right. think any... I mean, obviously, I feel like everyone just... There's a reason why people were hyped up about the PS5. And people are upset that the PS5 <laughs> is like basically sold out. I mean, and no, I haven't heard anyone say, oh, no, it's impossible to get an Xbox series, whatever the fuck. You know? Like, it's just... I just haven't heard anyone fucking say that. Like, I'm sure they're difficult to find, too. But, like, no one is saying that shit. Right. I've never heard... I, I haven't it heard anyone be like, oh, I really want the Xbox series. I've heard people be like, damn, I want the PS5. So, uh, I think that that, that kind of answers it. I mean, again, we'll see when Bethesda and all that stuff kind of happens. I have a feeling that maybe that, that conversation might shift um, as things go. But also, as things get more digital and stuff, like, a lot of the games that I own on PS4 are digital or are, like, the PlayStation Plus games and shit like that. So, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm kind of grandfathered into that ecosystem. So, like, me making a Switch, for instance, um, doesn't make any sense because right. I've got digital titles all the way from the PS3 era. That like I'm not gonna make the switch to Xbox and then lose my whole like five thousand dollar library of fucking games. It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, number four thoughts on the Snyder Cut. You I watched, watched it. it. It wasn't very good. Um, there's slight improvements, oh but God. the slight improvements are kind of. Um, I did, yeah. I don't know that I finished it. Um, Remember when we went to go see Wonder Woman? I, I watched I it while asleep. I was sleeping and then fell asleep, and then I resumed where it told me that I was at the next night. So, yeah, that was a great experience. Um, I, just the most mid tier fucking movies of all time come from the DC. I swear that we universe, went to Justice so. League too, and I, I, um, and I fell asleep. Can't wait for the Suicide Squad. Yay, that'll be fun. Woo! Didn't we go to Justice League? Um, I that might have happened. I don't remember anything I about. Remember, I don't remember anything about the theatrical. I Justice remember League, just like I don't remember anything about the Snyder Cut. Of it, it, but it I was, was like, fucking boring. I woke up at like the end. I don't. I, I don't remember. Did I watch it? Did I... Yeah. Uh, like the the DC Cinematic Universe, I don't know. The DC Cinematic Universe is a fucking blur for me. It's like it's like nine eleven. I have like slight visions of it. I I kind of have like an idea of what happened that day, but it's not a complete piece for me. So you know, uh, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League and nine eleven equally as tragic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Number five. Uh, Jesus. Um, Worst performances in a good movie. That's a good fucking question. There's a lot. I feel like every Marvel movie ever has at least one or two. Like, why the fuck is this person here? Kind of moments. Um... I think the kid in... Wait, what the fuck? Wait, the wait, Naked wait. Brothers Band kid. Hold on. Can be a little overbearing at certain times Hold with on. like his crying and shit. Yeah. 
What the Tommy fuck? Tommy Lee Jones and Captain America comes to mind. You can't just drop that so fucking sly and not expect me to look up the Naked Brothers fan. <laughs> God damn it. That's who there is. I knew I, I knew I fucking knew him from somewhere. Oh, that was him. Yep. I was like, wait, what the fuck did you just say? I really mind fucked you there, huh? Upon revisiting um, Talladega Nights, the, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, I mean, best performance in a good movie, Sasha Baron Cohen is the French driver, and that movie is the fucking greatest shit. But I don't know, as far as just a bad movie or a bad performance in a good movie, I don't know. There's a lot of movies, yeah. especially in comedies, where there's just like a stupid ass like best friend or some shit that just kind of fucks up the movie. Um, upon reviewing Get oh, Out a couple yeah. times, okay. um, I think the guy over the phone, his like TSA security agent friend, I don't I don't know that that's really needed. Like it was funny the first couple times that I watched it, but now it's just kind of like I don't know. Um and that's the good It ending. doesn't feel necessary. I mean, I guess it is whenever the cop car shows up and it's him, but um Yeah, I just uh, but I I don't know about like a bad performance in a good movie. Could, so I feel like uh... if the movie's good, it typically has good performances. So um I don't know. Uh, there's typically in Greta Gerwig, in right. Greta Gerwig or Noah Baumbach perform in movies like the, they normally cast at least like one of their kind of typecast people in films, and then um, those people really don't do anything for me. So like in Lady Bird, like I think Lucas Hedges is like not super great, and I think um, in in a couple of their films like Marriage Story, I don't I don't think Ray Liotta really offers that much to that movie. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say those are bad performances. I just think that they're, they're slightly underwhelming, um, because they're just not on the level of everyone else. But again, I don't know about necessarily a a shitty performance in a good movie. I know that there's a lot of good performances in shitty movies. Um, I'm kind of looking through some films. There's a lot of those, but what about you? Are there any that come to mind or not really? There's a lot of really bad yeah, horror movies where, that. like, the main girl will have, like, a great performance. Like, the main actress. You know? And there's there's a lot of TV shows, too, where someone will show up for, like, five seconds and you're like, what the fuck? But, um... Oh. Not necessarily um, anything, anything bad that sticks out. Well, it's like, could... oh my god, what the fuck <clears throat> is this? I could say that uh, I could say that Tropic Thunder is debatable. Uh, fucking, what's crazy? I the Which Ben Stiller.
Oh, I think he's pretty yeah, good, but well, I don't think he's on the yeah. level of like a. His character is. I don't think he's out doing what Robert De Niro is doing in the or Robert Downey Jr. is doing so, in that fucking movie. His character is good in that movie, but it's so Academy Award <laughs> nominated Robert Downey Jr. Like even fucking. Uh, yeah. I think that's why. I think that's why it works though. And it's not bad. I think they're asking about just straight up dog shit performances and good movies. Better than his. Yeah, for sure. Um. I. Oh my god, Tom Cruise has the best role in that entire fucking movie. But I was like, I was like, I can't not like. Yeah, Tom Cruise has the best role in that movie. Yeah, it's fucking good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I think that's... Is that it for the pod? I don't think we have any more... I mean, we normally only do about five questions per pod, so... Um, there's not really anything upcoming that we're that excited for, yeah. other than I think maybe in a week and a half we're going to do the Godzilla versus King what? Kong conversation. Um, and uh, I think that... Oh my god, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that sound? What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, oh my god, 